Nation. Providing you with the practical tools and expert knowledge to optimize your strength, health and mindset, inside and out. With your hosts, Steve Katarzy and Bryn Jenkins. Hey people, Steve here from Adapt Nation and you are in for a really good episode today. So first, Bryn and I talk about the Body Power Expo. This was an event I went to a couple of weeks ago. It is the UK's largest fitness event and it attracts 100,000 people over the course of three days. Um, it had some really good things, good education, some interesting companies popping up, but mostly it was narcissistic hell. You get to hear all about it, my observations, you know, my discouragement as well as the opportunity um, and really how I feel I can blend and fit into a world which, honestly, I didn't like. So we talk about that for a while and then we move into the education part of this episode and that's IIFYM. That stands for If It Fits Your Macros and this is a popular diet or kind of diet modality uh, that's hitting across most of social media and lots of people jumping on the bandwagon. You will get to hear what it is, how to run it, find out what we think about this style of eating, um, find out if it helps with weight loss, whether it can help build the physique you want from a muscularity standpoint, and whether it promotes optimal health and sustainable long-term change in both the relationship you have with foods and the habits that you form so you can keep and maintain the body that you're after. Good episode, guys. I hope you enjoy it. Adaptation. So, yeah, before we started recording, we were um, talking about narcissism within the industry. Um, and it got me thinking, because you went to the Body Power show, didn't you? Was it a few weeks back you went? Yeah, mid-May. Right. Did you see much of it there? I, I mean, that's a place that I'd imagine there's quite a lot of, um, you know, ego, egotistical narcissism, people walking around. Yeah, so I, I wasn't I wasn't sure what to expect, if I'm honest. I, I, I knew that, you know, the industry promotes a level of narcissism. So yeah. I expected it from some of the stands that, you know, they're going to be pushing a, you know, you can get jacked with this, you can get jacked with that type of thing. Yeah. I was overwhelmed and, you know, if I'm honest, a bit sickened, man, because even getting off the getting off the train station in Birmingham and walking through the Skywalk, which is like it's an, in, it's it's an indoor one, yeah. walkway until you get to the NEC. Mm -hmm. And I started seeing people walking around in vests and like, you know, muscles rippling really, and stuff like that. Out. I'm like, okay, he's a bit odd. Like, he's a one-off. <laughs> Why? wasn't a fucking one-off man like i think the show attracted over a hundred thousand people over three days i don't know how many people were there on a saturday but it would definitely be the busiest and you know i went there t-shirt and trousers like like a normal yeah. human being right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like it felt like everyone else and that's maybe an unfair overestimation but a lot of people probably 70 to 80 percent of people were in vests were in gym shark gear like the women were you know in tight yeah you know leggings and you know boobs hanging out but like not in a slutty way more like a overly caked trying too hard look at me in my body weight yeah and uh man it so it would I, I felt it was less about the trade people and the businesses mm -hmm. it was more about who was showing up now listen I, don't get me wrong i think it's great 
that people care for themselves and it absolutely beats getting fat and ill right yeah. you know this idea of looking after yourself and getting the body that you like and enjoy but how much emphasis was there on health and well-being oh there was, like, there was none aesthetics. man there was none that's why next year i want to be there because I, not that i think one little stand can actually make any noise against you know the hundreds of stands that say a different thing but you feel you got a message to i just think there, there needs to be a, yeah. a more balanced perspective like look great feel great but also care for yourself do you know what i mean yeah because I, I just felt it reeked of vulnerability, man. It reeked of um, peacocking. Yeah. And like, look at me. Look at me. Everyone, just look at me. Like, I'm the most important one in the room. Now, you can't feel that way when you walk again, you know, when you see Sadiq or when you see like Ulysses or, you know, Simeon Panda. Like, you're going to, you can't compete. Quite most people can't compete with their um, physiques. physiques. Yeah. But man, I, honestly, I, I came back and I told my show, I said, look, I think you would have liked to have been there just to been a spectator and just been overwhelmed with the level of vulnerable narcissism that was present yeah. across all the attendees or the majority of the attendees. So yeah, man, I, it, it, it both disappointed me about the industry that I'm in mm -hmm. and encouraged me. I, Did, su I suppose it depends where you go as well, though, because that's the type of place where you're going to get that. Whereas if you go to, let's say, an educational seminar, you're going to get people that are a little bit more educated-minded oh, yeah. for that uh, purpose. So it, I suppose it does depend where you go as well. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. I was speaking to Ben Coomber, and uh, I said to him, like, I kind of said the same thing as I said to you. Yeah. I said, "How do you deal with this, man? I, I'm overwhelmed here." And he said, "Yeah, I, I just keep myself busy, like." I try and, you know, I make sure that I'm talking or doing something. Yeah. I hardly walk the walk the halls. And yeah, I, I think I get more deeply frustrated about this environment every year because mm. think about it, this is a 10-year-old expo. Yeah. And in that brochure in front of you there, if you go back to the first uh first year, mm -hmm. it was really about, you know, meathead bodybuilders just wanting to get massive, yeah. right? Whereas now it's Instagram, being famous. It's like everyone's going to thinking they're going to get scouted. <clears throat> like, you know, come check me out. Maybe I'm going to get a sponsorship deal. Yeah. It's that kind of gig. And it's very much about show. And it was less about strength, function, and size. It yeah. was more about look at me. I'm shredded. So were, were the stands more focused on bodybuilding and aesthetics as opposed to powerlifting, athletic performance, health and well-being? Was it? it would you say this show is mostly for bodybuilders? Um, I wouldn't or, say bodybuilders. I'd blend? say anyone who has an aesthetic right desire. Yeah. Now, there was absolutely some more wholesome messages. Mm -hmm. And some of the talk tracks, like the education talk track, you yeah, know, there was like the likes of Ben Coomber. James Smith was actually pretty good. Yeah, um, and there was uh, Shelley, one of the CrossFitters. She was good. Andy McKenzie was there. You know, some you know reputable and respected people, whether it be about nutrition or strength and conditioning. So there yeah. absolutely was a richer, deeper, more uh, balanced message mm -hmm. around you know why train. Yeah, but the super majority by a fucking country mile was protein powders protein <laughs> so many now. protein yeah. cookies protein fucking this that and other it was like they're selling like magic 
they're selling these silver bullets. The, it's yeah. like, come and use our protein powder. The it does thing, this. Yeah. Come and use our protein powder. It's better. I'm like, there must have been a hundred protein companies. Yeah. No word of a lie, man. Every store was a protein stall or trying to be super cool um, clothing range mm -hmm. or um, self-promoting an individual, like an insta-famous individual. And then on the edges, mm -hmm. you might get something that's actually gym quite interesting. Gym equipment, you get much of that? Yeah, yeah, sorry, and some gym equipment as well. Yeah, okay. But mostly the, the former protein yeah. shakes clothing yeah and uh, and like so for example walking around and there was queues everywhere Bryn. everywhere you go people were queuing like i'm not trying to be rude like lemmings like waiting for their moment to get a selfie with x yeah jen salter star or you know simeon panda mm -hmm. sadiq you know joey yeah. swole uh you know those those yeah. kind of guys those were there there's a guy called rob uh lipset i think his name was um, there was a whole heap of people. A lot of people were there. Yeah. And, you know, the, the more famous ones, you know, were either on the bodybuilding.com stand or at their own stands, probably mm -hmm. their own clothing ranges or protein powders. Yeah. But that's really the only way these... The majority of the way that these kind of insta-famous people monetize is protein powders, mm -hmm. clothing ranges, or programs. Yeah. And I think it's more the the, the, other, the former that kind of get the most money. Yeah, yeah. Because it's physical yeah it's material well who, who did you like the look of did you see anyone that you haven't seen before that you're now a bit of a fan of that you want to follow and you like what their message was about was there anyone there that you saw that you really liked or what, what bits did you like about the show yeah so look I, I i enjoyed a lot of it Bryn. i mean it sounds like as if i'm hating on it i'm, I'm not so yeah. the show itself was really well put together mm -hmm. um you know there was a um a strength corner like a like a circus where there's people just doing like insane heavy lifting. Yeah. Um, there was, there was a CrossFit area. Mm -hmm. Um, there was, you know, mobility and strength training area. Andy McKenzie was in, in that, for example. And it was, it was really well structured and had the opportunity if it wasn't for really what the industry is, which is yeah. an industry of protein powders and clothing. Yeah. It had the opportunity to be fantastic. But I honestly, I've got nothing but props and respect for anyone that's making it. Like, mm. however they're making it, if you've been able to create that level of attention and get the following and then yeah. monetize that following, I've got nothing but respect for you. So, like, seeing Simeon Panda there, or seeing you know, you know, the likes of um, uh, Jen Salter, seeing the lot, you know, the, these people that have mm. got millions of followers. Yeah. I've got nothing but respect and like curiosity. Yeah. Like how, 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 do they do it? how do you do it? But you know how they've done when it. When you look at it's Simeon because Panda, they're, you're, that's they're kind extreme, of obvious, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the extremes itself yes. perfectly on Instagram. Yeah. And it means that your average, if you're average or good, mm -hmm. it's very difficult to get noticed on your own yeah, steam. Definitely. You need to build a brand, a loyalty, a trust, a purpose that extends beyond you. Yeah. But if you're extreme, like Ulysses, you know, you're going to get noticed yeah. because their bodies are sick. However, so I've got nothing but respect for all those people. I follow all of them and mm -hmm. I followed a few more as I got back for, okay, he's, he's yeah. new. I'll go and see what he's about. Um, but here's the thing. And again, I'm not knocking the guys there. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you if you saw my week nineteen body uh, body mind progress goal uh, journal, 
but I'd done some before and afters. I, sh mm. I showed you pictures of the likes of Sadiq and Simeon, um, jacked up, yeah. big old, big ass pump, lighting, photo shoot, looking, looking ripped bar, yeah. as hell. And then I showed you what they look like at the expo. Yeah. And they were so unimpressive for the most part. Now, don't get me wrong. If I stood mm. next to them, I'd look like a, <laughs> a weed. So like, there clearly is size and volume and, you know, they look good. But it, I was, From a I, muscular I, was I was underwhelmed by definition, posture, overall kind of vascularity. None of it was there. Mm. You know, they looked soft and looked, you know, without that kind of tone. Just like a normal guy, like like yeah. like Sadiq, just looked like a normal dude walking the street. Now, yeah. a normal dude with some size on him, but he didn't look like this kind of this yeah. mega beast with like you know, <laughs> not what you're used like to seeing on Instagram. Muscles and veins popping yeah. out of everywhere. That is not how people walk around. No, and it just got me thinking, Bryn. It got me thinking, like, I'm not training for the one-off photo shoot. Mm. But the reality is the physique I want is only going to represent itself, even if I get there, in very specific circumstances. If I shred and therefore get, you know, pretty maniacal about it, mm. if I probably go under some emotional distress during the process, yeah. and then if I have a great photographer, great <clears throat> lighting, you know, grease my skin, do everything right and get a sick pump, then, hey, maybe I can look the way I want to look. Mm. But when I walk around, even with that same physique, it's going to feel somewhat underwhelming. Yeah. And that got me thinking like, one, is it worth trying to get that goal? Because I'm going to walk around for 99% of the time, still having not achieved it. Mm -hmm. uh, and two, am I, willing to, am, I, am I willing to put in that effort? The answer still is I, I'm still training and I still enjoy training. And, you know, I love a goal. I love a yeah. target. And, you know, this is something that is measurable. So mm. I'm, I'm enjoying the pursuit of a better body. But I'm starting to get some more realistic expectation. Of how you can look day to day. Yeah. yeah. I just, like, Simeon Panda, I mean, I got pictures of him. He just, like, there was, in some angles, like, he looked like bad posture and his arms looked relatively small. Mm. In comparison to what he looks on the photos, yeah. Now, and that's that's and it's what almost you, like, is it worth it then? Is it worth yeah. looking that great and then walking around looking somewhat normal? Yeah, do you know what I mean? It, if you if you're not competing on stage, then why would you put that level of sacrifice in it just yeah. to look exactly. kind of a, you know a bit better than average? And I'm not saying they don't like they take a shot off. They are incredible shape, like you're saying. And in but, comparison to you, you, yeah. you you look like a stick insect. I mean, let's be clear, they <laughs> yeah. they oh, are yeah. they are big and got volume and they got muscles in the right places. Yeah. But when but they're not pumped them, up, yeah, yeah, we used shredded. to see them on Instagram. But the, I think the problem is when you're when you're younger, and more um, influential, you're going to look at these Instagram posts and you're going to sacrifice everything trying to look that way. But really, um, in real time, you're actually not going to look like that day to day. No, it's you're just not. Just for a show, or it's just going to be for you know if you're having a photo shoot with certain lighting, and it's just realizing what's realistic and what's not. But getting back to your point of narcissism. There was a lot of people that were walking around with good bodies, like you know, yeah. not not the not the you know the famous people, just the wannabe famous people, mm. right? People walking around as uh, attendees. So people walking around with good bodies. There's a lot of people, which fucking blew my mind, walking around topless, like guys 
just really? strolling around topless. Like they had they had crazy bodies, but they're walking around topless all day, all fucking day. So they're not on they're not on a stand, no, they're just walking around with Just walking around topless. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> it I mean, like, freezing. <laughs> it was ridiculous. But um it made me made me empty inside because I care for building a better physique. It's one mm. of my goals. Yeah. I also have goals around vitality and wellness. I have goals around overall happiness at home and with family. I have goals around being productive. I have goals around, you know, creating an impact on this earth through having a successful business. Mm. I have many goals and the goal associated with training in my body yeah. is like one fifth of how much energy and emotion I attach to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I felt, and I could be wrong, I felt there's people there that lived for their physique. Their physique was their game plan. Was them. Was them. That is, they are their body. Yeah. They are their physique. That's their identity. It's who they are. That's, that's how, why they'd walk that's around how they believe they'll be liked yeah. and how they'll, you know, you know, get money and, you know, how they'll be happy. And the reality is, mm. if you've got a good body, some people may think, well done, props to you. But you actually become more difficult to be engaged for people to engage with you. You know, it's like you you go to a club and the guy who's jacked and got big muscles and like walking around in his tight top isn't getting all the attention because mm. he's the least approachable guy. He's the it? least approachable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, he either he's too egotistical. Clearly, is because look at his shirt and look at the way he's standing and he looks nervous because he's constantly checking himself. Yeah, and. Yeah, I mean, is he unattainable? And mm. I don't think people realize that in the pursuit of body perfection, yeah. if you go too extreme and you make your life about your body, I actually feel that you become less engaged and um, less approachable. And that ultimately can't be a good place to be. Yeah. And I just got that overwhelming sense of vulnerability, um, a desire to be liked, insecurity insecurity and i'm gonna get everything i want through looking better and unfortunately life doesn't work that way Mm. you know some of the most endearing engaging and happy people don't have perfect bodies they don't because they're normal so if you want to be abnormal you're potentially sacrificing engagement and connection and i sensed a lot of disengagement and a lot of central fo- you know a, a kind of centered self-centered focus what- and and that's your sort of overall take on it then so you actually so obviously you, you just touched on a little bit of narcissism there um but also you thought there was a lot of respectable guys there that are educating um and showing the way because i think people like ben coomba is uh, he's fantastic isn't he because his focus he does he does put a lot of emphasis on being healthy and focusing on well-being and eating intuitively so i think people like him being at the top at these sort of places um i think it's great but like you say you want to be there next year hopefully have a stand or maybe talking in front of a crowd just to kind of get your message across um and just put your you know your thoughts over over the mic but here's here's the thing this was the 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 last thought i'll give you on this is i was you know, I was on I was on the train on the way back home, and you know this was playing through in my mind, going, 
you know, I don't want to be associated mm. with that kind of person where it seems that my body is the most important thing. Is everything. <clears throat> you don't want to become the fitness guy, right? So, so I was thinking, okay, so I, I definitely don't want to be associated with the kind of people that I was having an allergic reaction to. Mm. But then, you know, I look at people and no discredit to the likes of Ben Coomber or James Smith. They're doing really good things in very different ways, but they're doing yeah. very, they're doing good things for the industry. And it's almost a message of, well, I don't give a fuck about looking perfect. I'm not willing to put in effort to look perfect. Um, hel I'm healthy and happy enough as is. And my focus is on building my business and spreading the message. I'm like, okay, but I want to have my cake and eat it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't think it has to be either or. <clears throat> I don't think it has to be either I'm going to be a businessman, I'm going to add value, or I'm going to have a good body. I don't believe you have to have a average slash unimpressive body for your industry mm -hmm. in order to make a difference. I think you can yeah. make a difference and have a good body. I'm not saying strive to be Ulysses. It's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... I'm not willing at the moment to basically say, I can't get there. What's the point? Stop devoting energy and attention to the physique, both yeah. in terms of measurement and aesthetics that I want. Instead, you know, zero in on my work, zero in on adding value and just be a normal guy with a normal body. I don't think you have to be the person. I think I can add value, create a good business, care for people and have a body I want and feel healthy eating yeah. the foods that make me thrive. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't believe it needs to be one or the other. What do you think about so, that? So, I mean, no, I think you're, you're, you're correct because um, you want to be um, influencing people as well through aesthetics as well as your message and what you're educating. Would you, uh, uh, what, you're, what are you saying that other people in the space, is there not enough of people doing this? Like, um, Ben Coomber, he's, he's obviously got a good body, but he's not in like an amazing shape. James Smith, again, he's, he's not in amazing shape himself. He's in good shape. He, he looks good, but it's, 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 he looks quite average, right? It doesn't look like your typical Simeon Panda or, um, any of these guys. So you saying there's not enough of them that are sitting kind of in the middle with a great physique, not just a good physique, but a great physique whilst in the educational space. Oh, there's people like really there's people business. like Grenade J who's got a good body. He's um, he's got a good business as well. And he's got yeah. a good and he's got a good business, no yeah. doubt. And you've got um I'm trying to think. Um that there was a few people hanging around that I didn't really know, but I could sense that they had, you know, some some goodness, both in terms of progress they've made in the business and value they're providing. Yeah. I don't think it has to be one of the other. You look at Andy McKenzie, you know, his body's good for his age and he's clearly very good at his job when it comes to, you know, functional strength and training. But could his body be better? I don't know. Does he have any desire? I don't know. Probably not. I I just felt myself at this kind of almost conflicting state mm -hmm. of I don't want to identify with being someone obsessed about my body, but I don't want to go in the reverse yeah and say you know my body doesn't matter as long as i'm in shape and relatively healthy i want to be very healthy i want to have a very good body not an amazing not a, you know perfect body because that's not that's not something i'm willing to put the effort into but i want to have a very good body 
I want to be in very good health and I want to be able to make an impact. That's what I'm going to be aiming for. Hey, maybe it's naive. Maybe it's not possible. Maybe there's just too much stresses and you have to choose. Yeah. But I felt they were making choices because either the body doesn't matter to them, mm-hmm. which is absolutely fine. But if it does, but they're not willing to put in the work in, work in my question is why? Why not? Because mm. you could be slightly more inspiring if your body was in a like top percentile. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? As yeah, opposed yeah, yeah. to quite average. Yeah. Again, not knocking them because they're both doing great things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And you look at the body coach as well. You look at Joe Wicks. His body, for me, is n- not inspiring at all. Mm. But for some people, will be because he's not holding any weight. Yeah. But then I guess it depends on what you think is a good body. Because I mean, for Joe Wicks, he was obviously attracting the sort of the yummy mummies. And I think if he was if he was bigger, he would probably not be the right model for it. And he'd probably actually yeah. no, I hear you, man. turn people off. Um. So I think he's the kind of he's got the right physique for what he does and i suppose it depends who you're trying to attract as well exactly so and i do want to have a message to to the guys and girls out there that do want to pack on some muscle i'm mm. not saying you know i either want to or can add value to the people that want to be 300 pounds yeah that's you know not something i care for not something mm-hmm. i'm aiming to strive for but i do want to be able to talk to and encourage that you know if uh you have a level of precision in mm-hmm. your effort and determination and consistency, you know, crafting a body naturally to be in, in a, in, you know, the top percent of what you think good looks like. Yeah. Not perfect, but really good. I think is absolutely achievable whilst being an entrepreneur, whilst having passion in your life, whilst caring for your body and caring for your wellness. I don't think I'm going to have to make that choice. Who, Let's who, see. Who do you think has got it right in the industry? I mean, first person comes to mind. Mike Matthews is pretty good at this. He's got quite a good business model, um, and he look he looks great. And he's not again. He's not in. Um, he's not going to stand on the stage and and win the show. But he still looks. I I agree, and I think I do agree. What's to mind? Is there anyone? No, you I, I think you're you're bang on. I think he's doing a really good job. He's he's really authentic. He's got he's got maximum integrity yeah. about his business. He's not ego at all. He's got a, he has got a good body. He's quite under the radar, actually. Isn't he's, he? he's quite under the radar. Yeah. I think he deserves more attention than he's mm-hmm. getting. Um, he's a little slight for my aspiration. Mm-hmm. And that's ridiculous. I mean, he's got a good body, but I, I would, yeah. I, my aspiration is to be slightly bigger, not yeah. massively bigger, just a little bit more mm-hmm. filled out. But yeah, I think he's probably nailing it. Yeah, and Grenade J, I think he's doing a good job. Yeah, yeah, he's doing a fantastic job. Yeah, um, and all these guys actually are equally nice guys as but well. But the question is, is is Ben Coomber adding more emotional and mental value? Yeah. And I would argue yes. I yeah. mean, his podcast is fantastic, and you know the the diversity of message and the pragmatism in his voice, uh, and the encouragement through it really being a nutrition first way of leading your life, I think is paramount. I think yeah. what he's doing is brilliant. And I, I think as well, he's he's at the forefront and really driving this positive change in the industry, especially in the UK. He's doing a great job at that. So yeah, man, a a, uh, a show of two halves. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm not turned off enough to never want to go again. Uh, I just hope that there's there's more people that feel the same way I do. Yeah. Such that over the years, it has a 
balance between aesthetics and something else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Not just all about aesthetics. I, I know what you're saying because we're not talking about every guy in there that's wearing a vest like, oh, look at him. He's just about aesthetics. He has no personality. But you know, I know who you're talking about because I've been to these shows and you can smell them from a mile away. You can tell the type of person it is and, and just the way they're they're carrying themselves and it's there's just some individuals there that you're a little bit turned off by. So I do, you I do you know what you're saying. You can sense that they are <clears throat> assuming eyes are on them. I yeah. think that's what it is. And and again, I've got, I am not discrediting it, discrediting anyone who is in good shape. Fucking all power to them. Some of them might be, you know, do it, it might be their career. You know, they might be bodybuilders. But it was this sense that, you know, that kind of like posture and how people are walking is like, I assume people are looking at me right now. Yeah. Versus like, especially when they don't, got their don't, top just off. Don't care, just don't care about people looking at you, man. I mean, so, so these, these guys yeah. about, with their tops off, whether they're <laughs> jeans and loafers, what are they? Mostly jeans. They're jeans, you know. Really? The, the, Do they wear jeans and they've got their top off? Yeah. That's so weird. Honestly, lo, lo, loads of okay. guys just walking around, maybe just trying to be maybe, normal with their tops off. Maybe they should have turned the aircon on. Maybe it was really hot in there or something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's, let's move on to the. Um, the one or two questions we like to attack, yeah. attack today. Adaptation. Okay, so we are going to talk about IIFYM, if it fits your macros. Yep. It's, a, it's an acronym that I think um, most people that have any interest in losing some weight or building a body have probably stumbled across over the internet. They may be familiar with it. Yeah. Uh, they may not know may not know much other than what it stands for and the therefore make some assumptions mm -hmm. but why don't we hit really what it is yeah and let's talk about how we feel about it and whether it's a it's a viable mechanism for losing weight uh, gaining muscle and being healthy yeah so um if it fits your macros it's basically it is what it is it's saying it doesn't matter what foods you eat, as long as you hit your target cal uh, calories, i.e. your protein, fat, and your carbs, you will be fine and you'll have the body you want. And you know what? That does work. If you if you set your target and you stick to that target, you your body will change and it will change positively and you will look great. There are some people that are just sticking to their macronutrients and they look fantastic. However, the problem is it's almost promoting unhealthy eating habits because it's saying it doesn't matter what you eat as long as you hit your macros you will look good now the problem comes is that when you do that you look good then that promotes it even more because you're looking at this person going well he's eating pop tarts and donuts and whatever else he wants but he's sticking within his macros and he looks good so that obviously works but so i think i think if it fits your macros as a concept i have got I am mostly in support of because what it what it is saying is it's trying to remove the connotation that there are bad foods that promote being mm -hmm. fat yeah. and there are good foods that promote being muscly. By and large, that's bullshit. Like mm. the food itself isn't what's driving the change. Yeah. It's the calories and macros within it. So if you disconnect yourself from the food stuff and yep. you just say okay i've got x amount of calories and i have a proportion split between carbs fat and protein if i'm working within those parameters um with the you know the parameters set to either lose weight i.e being a calorie deficit 
or to you know put muscle mass on a calorie surplus plus heavy training then what else matters and if i'm honest Bryn, i live a if it fits your macros style of life yeah i am i am not i don't what's the word i don't villainize much foods i'll mm -hmm. talk about the ones yeah. i do at some time but i don't really look at a food and say that's off limits i can never have that again because it will yeah. make me fat mm -hmm. it's just um, op not optimal for your health so yeah so 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 if 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 it fits your macros is a calorie first macro second approach to nutrition yeah and it's problem is it's got um as you say it's got this connotation that that means i can eat junk food yeah. now i don't think that's the premise if you ask anyone that's a massive proponent of if it fits your macros and you get them in a room and you have a chat mm -hmm. and say look i'm not trying to say eat donuts all day you won't be able to eat donuts all day because you won't be able to get enough protein i'm trying to say if you want a donut you can as long as it fits yeah do you know what i mean and and i think that's a pragmatic and realistic and sustainable approach mechanism yeah. of managing your overall consumption i think it is yeah. I, I i've really not got a problem with the concept i have the problem with the social media kind of internet connotations which is people now taking it to a really an un unhealthy place which is yeah. i can eat i can drink gatorade have pop tarts and Pizzas. eat pizza and ice yeah. cream and junk food and look at me i'm shredded look anyone can do it don't give a shit about you know having your broccoli and your vegetables and your healthy meats and stuff get your fucking macros in have protein shakes and donuts and we're good yeah and i, I don't like that because i've got a strong bias towards longevity wellness yeah. healthiness and in the moment feeling vital and those foods um, are not going to put you in that place yeah and it's just with social media it's so easy to promote unhealthy eating when people are doing that like you just said they're saying i drink gatorade eat pizzas and donuts and look this is how i look and that is the problem it that's promoting bad eating but as long as you don't go to an extreme and like you say and you are being mindful of of what you're eating and you're eating foods that are healthy then you can fit in your donut if it, you know, you can have your donut if it fits within your carbohydrate and your fat allowance. So it's giving you this almost flexible approach to dieting. Now, the thing that I like about this is what it's, what it's kind of um, shown us within the dieting world is that there's a difference between eating for aesthetics and eating for health. Because a lot of people say, oh, you know, I'm overweight because I'm eating too much sugar. And it's like, well, no, it's because you're eating too many calories. Or, you know, it's not focusing on actually the overall consumption and it's focusing on, oh, healthy and unhealthy foods. Whereas this actually going, well, no, it's not about healthy and unhealthy foods. It's just about the macronutrient and the calorie makeup that's making you overweight. I think I think you're right. It, that's a really nice observation, Bryn. You're saying it's, a, it's an aesthetics first uh, view of nutrition. Yeah. It's not saying you can't achieve anything else. It's saying... If you care about aesthetics, i.e. losing weight and or gaining muscle, yeah. then really, if you live within uh, the the rules of IIFYM, mm -hmm. you achieve those objectives. And oh, by the way, you don't need to eat bland, unhealthy shit. Yeah. You can eat whatever you want. I, I like that because I think, you know, like, you know, the Weight Watchers or the Slimming Worlds of the world, um, they've allowed this idea that you have to both be healthy 
eat healthy slash bland low-fat foods and control your calories to lose weight. That's not yeah. actually correct. And IIFYM has proven that. Yeah. However, and this is where I think there's an opportunity and one I will take mm. <laughs> to promote a IIFYM plus, like a IIFYM wellness option or vitality option because the reality is there's a couple of things that this the connotation of eating what you want therefore having junk food if you desire all the time all day every day mars mm. bars and so forth whilst you can hit your calorie macro goals if you're sensible around other things around it what that does for me is one it continues to feed the addiction both mentally and chemically to foods that you know spike your 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 blood sugar levels mm -hmm. have you know drive candida and yeast in your body which yeah sugar needs sugar right it's that kind of vicious circle yeah. so if you don't get yourself off of these highly processed simple <laughs> sugars you'll forever want them so as soon as you start falling off the bandwagon of controlling your calories you've got these highly calorie dense foods that you'll go to that you'll easily overeat yeah because you're not addressing the systemic issue that we have in our in um overall well uh, sorry nutrition globally mm -hmm. or at least in western countries yeah where we have this over-reliance on cheaply made highly processed foods that are highly addictive mm. so the addictive quality alone for me uh, is not being addressed by ifym take mm. ifym out you've not changed anything yeah and i don't think people will live an iifym lifestyle forever at some point they'll be slightly more relaxed and that's when the weight will come back on yeah so there's that then the second part and for me, probably the bigger part is f some foods are out and out inflammatory, right? Um, I'm comfortable to say this, while some people will disagree, that gluten, for example, is proven in 100% of humans to create some... Every human has some level of sensitivity, Maybe not intolerance. And the reason being is that the gluten protein itself mm -hmm. um, has a, an ability to leak through the gut lining in, in an unprocessed way. And in doing so, it can trigger off alter, uh, uh, antibodies to fight it, and it creates inflammation. The inflammation can have um, uh, an impact on carrying visceral fat. It can also have an impact towards a host of other issues that whilst you're young, are not present. So when you see a 20-year-old saying, I'm on IAFYM, I've got a great body and I feel great, no shit. You are you are you have maximum um resistance to damage at that age because the whole notion at that age is to procreate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? You know, humans, you know, are built just like any other species to procreate. So in your young age, when you're fueled with testosterone, you've got maximum resistance to everything. Nothing ceases to phase you. You can have like next to no sleep and not feel it. You can go out partying at night, get in at four o'clock in the morning, get your desk at nine o'clock, and it feels relatively easy. Those were the days, right? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. Whereas you get into my age, like mid-30s, and now, wow, like everything hits you like a ton of bricks. Yeah. One, you can't party like that. Two, um, you have a more immediate response to having things that your body don't, doesn't support. Mm -hmm. And three, you've built up some chronic damage that now starts to show itself, whether yeah. it be skin issues, whether it be um, joint, pain. Um, joint pain, whether it be yeah. other diseases. Those things start to present themselves 
not typically when you're 20. No. More when Later you're 30, 35 yeah. and 40. So it's like a it's like a cumulative effect. Mm-hmm. It doesn't show itself when you're young and it builds and builds and builds. And at a point when your body says, right, well, you should have already produced, right? Yeah. You should have already procreated. We're on this, I don't mean to be uh, negative, slow decline, mm-hmm. right? That's what your yeah. body does. Because yeah. if you look at testosterone levels, they drop from about mid 20s, 30s down and they keep dropping and dropping and dropping because we no longer need that masculine energy because the idea is the human species have done have done their job yeah. by the time they're 30. Yeah. So you that for so I'm going a bit tangential but the point I'm making is foods are some foods are known to be less good for your body, overall vitality, promote inflammation and will cause um if taken chronically some problems you'll probably have to live with at some mm-hmm. point in your life. Yeah. And IIFYM does not acknowledge that. It doesn't say right eat fibrous foods because it's good for your gut health and it's prebiotic. It does not say, try and stay away from gluten because you've probably got some level of sensitivity to it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say lactose for most people creates some kind of negative response and, you know, probably want to limit that. It doesn't say highly processed sugars are highly addictive and are inflammatory too. So do you know what? Try and control them. If it said that, but do you know what? If you have any of those foods, it's fine. But make them a yeah. smaller percentage of your overall diet. If it said that, said there's no no foods are bad, but there's some foods that can have a long term or addictive impact to your life. So choose those wisely and be sensible in their consumption. Then we've got a perfect IFYM yes, program. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's sitting in the middle, isn't it? It's real. It's it's understanding. Um, is for what it is you know it is about calories it's about macros and calories and macros are important like you said you live by your diet is about calories and macros calories you, first you, man you, i yeah, calorie count because calorie it count. gives me maximum flexibility and that's what iafym is exactly it means i can have what i want when i want yeah and i i, I govern my <clears throat> i govern my diet based on protein really protein and carbs uh, sorry protein and calories are the two things that i care about yeah. get enough protein hit my calorie goal, stay within it, yeah, and I'm happy. What I put in there doesn't matter, but it does matter to me because I'm on a wellness journey mm-hmm. where I want to be optimized. I want to feel thriving every single day. I don't want to just live. I want to thrive. I want to wake up and be buzzing. Like the energy inside me is yeah. just like, you know, unmanageable and I've just got to like express it in the world and be super productive and be really happy because I haven't got like these uh distractions of gut problems and bloat and gas and all the things that come with loads of protein shake use right yeah you eat loads of weight for a lot of people gives you gastric Mm -hmm. problems yeah so hey IFYM works but is there an immediate midterm and long-term impact of disregarding micronutrients yeah and disregarding that some foods are bad for you. Yeah. And again, it's a point I think we were hoping to make, but this is macronutrient focused and yep. calorie focused versus micronutrient focused. Yes. Like, are you getting enough iron? Are you getting enough magnesium and zinc? zinc yeah. Are you getting enough vitamin D in your foods? Potassium. Are you getting enough B12? Yeah. It doesn't acknowledge any of those. It's like, it doesn't matter. It fucking does matter. Mm. If you're malnourished from a n- micronutrient perspective, Boy, You're you can have see problems. it with disease yeah. and all sorts of uh, ineffective and um, negative either behaviors or symptoms. It just happens. Vitamin D, mm-hmm. a, a a significant malnourishment of vitamin D can cause a whole host of immune issues. The immune system, yeah, exactly. Whole host. So what? 
don't do that. <clears throat> and I don't like the idea of, well, the way you correct that, just take a multivit. Mm. Eat what you want and take a multivit, you're good. I don't buy that too because mm. multivits, most of them are cheap. Most of the, the, the vitamins within there are poorly absorbed. Um, the volumes of those are insufficient for certain things such as vitamin D, so you should get a lot more. So why yeah. not? Why not lean in on a, a, a nutrient-rich diet yeah. that also fits your macros? That wow! Now yeah. we're talking. Well, it's a perfect concoction, then, isn't it? So it's just finding that middle ground because we don't want to be food quality Nazis and say you can only eat good foods, but then we're not we're not uh, jumping on the um, IFYM uh, bandwagon where you're saying don't worry about your food at all and just eat within your macros it's finding that balance and having that flexibility because that is practical guidance right on on how to diet properly and then with your calories you just go into a calorie surplus if you want to put on weight and build muscle go into a calorie deficit if you want to lose weight drop body fat so it's just having that understanding of what these things are and and taking them for what they are i also think that there's a uh, an intuition issue that kind of occurs here as well yeah, that's right if thing. you're not um the ultimate way to live right and this is a progress this is progression versus mm. a switch being flicked and you're here but the ultimate progression from a wellness and nutrition perspective mm -hmm. is that you are intuitively feeding your body yeah. what it needs at the moment you know you've got this ability to know you know i need more fiber okay i'm, I'm lacking certain nutrients i'm going to eat these foods some people can live that way. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to feel that a little bit. And that can't come easily. And, and it hasn't come deliberately. It's been almost this kind of subconscious kind of up-leveling mm -hmm. that's come yep. from me starting to enjoy eating healthy and seeing the benefits of eating good things. Just listening to your body. But yeah. you don't listen to your body if you're doing an IFYM. You're, no. you're looking at your plan exclusively. Well, you're just looking at the numbers, aren't you? Yeah. You're just looking at what you're eating, putting it into that pie chart of protein, fat, and carbs, and you're not going, well, actually, within within my protein, within my carbs, within my fats, what do I need? And it's just starting to get in tune with your body and go, you know what, I actually feel better on a slightly higher fat diet or a slightly higher carb diet. Yes. Yeah, you're doing a lot of these high demanding um, yeah. training sessions like CrossFit, for instance, you're going to feel better probably on a higher carb diet, right? So it's it's getting in tune with your body and seeing how it responds and not just sticking to the, the macronutrient layout that you have. So so this is fascinating, Bryn, um, because I had, I had a microbiome test which said, it was, it was actually a metabolic test with a microbiome test. And, and the combination suggested my body, my body is um, better adapted for a protein and fat-rich diet. Yeah. And um, I process carbs so quickly mm -hmm. that it could be a bit of a problem, both in terms of uh, you know keeping hunger at bay. Mm -hmm. I, I'll get hungry again too quickly and I can suffer with like emotional kind of lumpiness, which, which I did. I, I, have, I was hangry. I've been hungry my whole life. Yeah. Until... I start this penny started to drop and it dropped instinctively first and then was backed up by this data recently. But I found that I just seem to have a smoother, longer, calmer energy when I have a bias in my plate towards protein and fats and and I calm down on the carbs. Mm -hmm. And the guidance on this 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 report was never have a carb only meal. Like for me, mm -hmm. that is not going to serve you. You're going to be reaching for more food and you're not going to ever feel full. And I know that because I can, I can, I can 
hit for a whole Pringles and not even touch the yeah. sides. I can have a you know plate of chips and want food again in half an hour. It's just the way I'm adapted. Not every I, what I'm saying is not everyone's the same. So let's be clear. Mm. Some my wife, for example processes all three macronutrients very well yeah so she can have carbs and feel sustained if i have loads of carbs and no fat and protein it's not going to keep that, me going yeah and that's the thing so if you're if you're doing um if you're trying to fit within your macros and you you've hit your protein you hit your fat and then you've just got carbs left you're going to just eat a meal that's carb based and then you're probably going to feel pretty rubbish after that and then let's say you get into the gym you're not going to perform very well so it's just making sure that you're not following these strict guidelines and going, yeah, that's actually, a good how point. do I feel and get a little bit intuitive with your body? Or unless you've done a test and it's telling you as well. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying that people can't have carb-only meals. They can. Like a lot yeah, of vegetarians. Very individual. A lot of vegetarians right? do, right? Yeah. And as long as they feel good, then that's cool. For me, I know that, uh, you know, both science-backed and how I feel instinctively. And let me, let me, let me kind of underline this. I, I seldom have really high highly processed desserts anymore right mm -hmm. i love a dessert so you know i have like dark chocolate and stuff like that and i have it with peanut, uh, peanut so butter, almond butter because it brings some fat that fat combination kind of helps it be more filling for me mm -hmm. um but i won't typically have like at home or daily like a, a cake so i was out last weekend and i had i had a a whole bunch of cakes it was you know it was my birthday so i managed to have like three cakes and, cake, and they were all great they were delicious yeah. and i devoured them because mm -hmm. it's my birthday like fuck it why not Let's if i can't crazy. do my birthday when can i do it pushing the boat out steve i had those cakes yeah we got into the car right and i fell asleep and i tell you what that used to happen to me every fucking day like, i would have my meal at six seven o'clock at night yeah and i would have to sleep after dinner, every time, half an hour, just th you know, 40 winks, just like recover from the food baby, right? And then I'm good. And I thought that was just normal and like every guy does it, right? Mm -hmm. Well, no, because since I've kind of moved away from highly processed, simple sugars yeah. in my food and I have, you know, more low GI stuff like sweet potato and stuff like that, I can eat a big meal mm -hmm. and have no kind of hangover afterwards. This, yeah, idea, yeah, yeah. this kind of like tiredness and wanting to sleep but i had those cakes which were great and it knocked me out, out knocked, i was on the fucking floor man on the floor which just which point all that saying is when you take the food out and then you put it back into your body after a period of it not being there the impact which probably wasn't noticeable before is now fucking obvious it smacks yeah. you in the face i i remember um because I, I don't tend to get these crashes uh, at all anymore either unless i have like something like a cake or something like that but i remember uh when i was probably about 18 19 20 when my diet wasn't very good and i just remember being at work and wanting to sleep at like 10 in the morning mm -hmm. i just i just and that was just an odd time, but that's because obviously we had a tea break and I'd have something and I might have had something sugary. A couple of biscuits or something. A couple of biscuits. And I just remember like, I couldn't even keep my eyes open and I was just so tired. And then I'd get that again mid-afternoon. And seeing that, that is not normal. That's not normal. Whilst and I thought it, it was. Whilst it may appear normal because a lot of people can relate to it, it is not normal. Yeah. It shouldn't be that you're crashing midday or after lunch or straight after dinner. Yeah. You should have enough energy to take you through to bedtime. And then mm -hmm. at bedtime, you're tired and go to sleep peacefully. That is what normal is for us as humans. Mm -hmm. But we have unfortunately fucked with the system so much. And we eat foods that are going to put us in that comatized state 
that is a deliberate choice we're making. Mm-hmm. You may not realize that's the choice you're making, but the foods, unfortunately, um, drive that kind of body response because it just puts it yeah. because it's that it's that blood sugar right rise followed by a massive drop that goes, goes up, lower goes lower yeah. than your normal and it's that drop that sends you into a low energy and state. then what does your body naturally want to do pick it back up so then, so then you eat look more. for yeah eat you, more. Want, you want something that's gonna have a lot of energy in it something that's we don't we digress caffeine. man i know we digress i think just to put a finer point on this then to close it out is iifym I want you to hear as listeners that I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan for what it stands for, which is if you want to lose weight or gain muscle, it's a simple math of calories with a bias towards making sure you get enough protein. Okay. And IFYM delivers against that message perfectly. There needs to be an evolution of IFYM and IFYM wellness or IIFYM plus which takes that same concept but creates some additional rules that, one, limit inflammatory foods and addictive foods, and two, up the ante on the foods that are known to be nutrient-dense and highly fibrous because that will give you a more balanced energy and it will give you a long-term level of vitality and Mm -hmm. you will thrive. Yeah. But, hey, if you need to lose some weight, fucking go on IFYM. And do it basic style. Just you know, just do it as you wish, because I do believe it's a progressive state you should be aiming for. Like I'm all for crash diets, like to get you started. I'm all for doing whatever it takes to get momentum and start feeling the benefits of losing weight and start yeah. feeling the benefits of feeling in control. And I believe once you start on that road and you get that ball rolling, um, there will come a point either you hit a plateau. Or you start to be more aware of some of the short-term impacts of having less good food after you. Mm-hmm. And you will naturally want to be eating foods that make you feel a bit better. Yeah. And that could be a progressive position. So you start off with eat what the fuck you want as long as it fits your macros to a point if you sustain where you keep with the same core principle of IFYM but you just layer in a little bit of finesse. Yeah. So now well, you're eating good foods. Yeah, it's actually easier for me if someone comes up to me and I, first of all, teach them calories and I teach them macronutrients. And then I start teaching them the importance of micronutrients. So I kind of work through in that order um, when it comes to losing weight and building muscle, this is. And if there's someone that's done FYM already, they've already got a good enough understanding that it's not what you eat necessarily that's making you overweight. It's more about the the calories and the macronutrient makeup. So actually, that is like you're saying, it, eat, you know, to start with, just do it. And it gives you a good understanding of what actually helps you to lose weight and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then you can start looking at the, you know, the more detailed things like micronutrients, which are overly important as well. I agree, man. Listen, let's leave this episode here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll flick off the mics, put them back on, and we'll talk about the second question just to give people a break and uh, keep these episodes within an hour. So, guys, listen, Adapt Nation is all about providing you with the tools and expert knowledge to help you improve and optimize your strength, health, and mindset inside and out. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy this show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps. And of course, recommend us to any friends or family who you think might also enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. This is Adapt Nation.